evening, ladies and gentlemen, and creatures in between. Welcome to Scrap Metal Podcast, episode number 56. I am your host, and to wow, and to my right, yeah, and always to my right, she, my co-host, Mellow Maddie. How are you, kind sire? Hello, hello. Welcome. We have a big, big announcement. Wow, this is yes, we do actually, yeah. and um, so jumping right into it, right, jumping right into the deep end, I should say. Yeah, this is a special, special uh, episode. Yes. Um, it's one of the things I, one of the episodes I've been waiting for, one of the episodes I was looking forward to. You put in the work on this one, my I, friend. I did. Yes. And, uh, I'm happy to say that this episode contains an exclusive interview yeah. with the one and only Brian Fair, the lead singer of Shadows Fall. Legendary. Legendary. Local metalcore. Yeah. If you guys don't know him or know the band, you guys are asked out. You better check him out because these you're gonna, guys and are you're awesome. Gonna, and you're going to find out. We had a great interview with him that we recorded uh, a couple hours ago. Yep. We want to uh, present it to you now yeah. in all its glory. It was a good conversation. It was amazing. Yes, it, it was. was uh, you'll, and you'll find, and find out the first minute or so how yeah. I, you could tell I'm a huge fanboy. I even said it. You got to go <laughs> check a lot of it, though, so that was a good thing. Yeah, we want to uh, thank Brian for coming on. It was yeah. uh, giving us his time. On a Sunday, when he had, you know, he has a family to take care yeah. of. Yeah, we appreciate that. So, big shout out to Mr. Brian Fair from Shadows Fall. Thank you again for being, uh, just being a cool, fucking badass, rad dude, Definitely. and giving an hour and a half of your time on a, a Sunday when you know you could have spent it somewhere else. And, right. And we appreciate you. And the best thing about you, Brian, you're a great family guy. And yeah, that's the biggest Definitely. thing. You we, can uh, tell it comes away from the interview. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, thank you for that. Awesome stand-up um, guy. Yeah. Yeah, great dude, Brian. So appreciate you, and we'll see you. In three weeks at the Worcester New England Metal Festival. So people who are in the Boston, New England area, you know, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, yeah. Connecticut, Rhode Island, again, yeah. come down to Worcester Palladium Nantucket. in Worcester. Yeah. In Worcester. Worcester. Kid, we're going to Worcester. And check out the New England Metal Festival. It's on September 15th and 16th. We'll be there, uh, will you? We'll be there. Friday night is... Um, I want to say all Amity Affliction and uh, Parkway Drive are the two main ones. And then Saturday night, uh, that's the main show. That's yeah. where we'll be at. So come, if you got the show, come find us. We'll be, yeah. uh, we'll be with the with the front somewhere going right. nuts. We'll be in our scrap metal shirts. But uh, yeah, so for the first, uh, the Saturday night show, the 16th, will be uh, Lamb of God. Yeah, L-O-G. Uh, Hate Breed. And the one and only Shadows Fall. They're the three back, main baby. headliners that night. They're and back. some other bands trickling down after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, again, September 15th and 16th, coming up in a few weeks at the Worcester Palladium outside. Uh, hope to see you there. Awesome. So that's just a little quick tidbit. So yeah. stay tuned for... Yeah. Uh, coming up next, our interview with Mr. Brian Fair, Mr. Dreadlocks himself. Rock on, dude. You're the best. Enjoy, people. Thank you. Yes, sir. You. What's happening? Hey, first and foremost, thank you so much for doing this. We appreciate it. Oh, no problem, man. Yeah, sorry about the technical difficulties there. For some reason, it wasn't working on my phone, so I had to go steal the iPad from the kids. <laughs> I don't know hey, what to say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. What's going on? Not too much, man. Just uh, just chilling. It's uh, finally a nice day here. It was like 104 degrees for like wow. a week. Fucking so egg. finally back to normal. So. Yes, yeah, indeed. Man. So, um, I'm a huge fan. I've been like I was telling Maddie, you know, I followed you guys since like day one. You know, we're both from New England, but in the yeah. Boston area. 
But nice. man, this is, this is crazy. Like to have you on here, um, it's like like a little fanboy right now. But nice, um, I, I love it. Um, so uh, first and foremost, how how is everything going with you and the family? That's the main. That's the main thing. Things are great, man. You know, I've uh, been in full-scale soccer dad mode all weekend. I had a total <laughs> right. of four games. Uh, my daughter's playing, like, club-level, like, kind of Premier League stuff, so she's all over the place. And uh, and then my son Judah just started his his season today. So, yep, many hours at the soccer park this weekend. But, uh, yeah, so every, everyone's good. Things are good. Psyched to be playing some uh, shows soon again as well, get out yeah. of dad mode for a minute and get back on uh, – in rock and roll mode for for, yeah. for 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 like a whiplash weekend, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, so, though. That's the way it should be done. Yeah, definitely. Yes, indeed. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, but all is well, man. So, I appreciate. So you it. moved. So you moved. Uh, you originally from Boston area, right? Milford. Yeah, I was born in. Uh, I was yeah, I was born in Framingham, and then okay. lived in Milford uh, yeah. for a while, and then went to Boston University. So lived like in the Kenmore, you know, Commonwealth Ave area for a long time, and then uh, moved here about. 10 or so years ago i met my wife on tour and uh and yeah we ended up relocating here when we had kids it just ended up working out that way we didn't really even plan it, it just kind of happened right when you're looking at houses compared to uh st louis and boston it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a big yeah. difference in the budget so we're like oh yeah. shit so it's a no-brainer yeah yeah, yeah but i i miss i miss the ocean i miss the east coast but uh but yeah, yeah. we got a good thing here though so do you get out? Do you get back out here much? Out to the back? Uh, you know, we were we were for a while. Like we haven't been recently, so I'm psyched to come back out for uh, New England Metal Fest in a couple right. of weeks. So uh, that'll be yeah. sick. Um, see some of the family as well while I'm right. out there. So uh, yeah, but uh, it's been a minute. So uh, yeah, and it's gonna be a world. Though I'm like in and out for the weekend. Unfortunately, uh, kids just started school and all that, so I can't yeah, right. disappear for too long. But uh, but I'm psyched that uh that, that they brought that back this year because it's always been the best festival in the U.S. To, in my estimate. But we're, we're I mean I'm a little biased. We played it like four thousand times. So <laughs> oh yeah, it helps yeah. me have like played it so much. You're familiar with the area, especially Worcester is like yeah home I, the for that area. Yeah, the Palladium is like our second home. You know, uh, they, from when we first started, we used to open a ton of shows. Or even Overcast, my old band, my yes. one of my first shows ever was there when it was still called EM Lowe's. Before it was the Palladium, we opened for the Boston's uh, when I was like 15 or something. So wow. I've been playing that stage, you know, since 1991 or so. 90, you know, it's crazy. So was your, was your first band more punk to open for the Boston? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, we were like pretty, like we were more like Cro-Mags hardcore. Like we were okay. pretty thrashy, but like more hardcore. Okay. And we got a little more death metal Slayerish as time went on. But uh, we definitely no, it was. We, we were definitely the heaviest band on that that bill that day, <laughs> um, and it was like our second or third show. And uh, you know that was 1990, 1990 or ninety one, and wow. that was like big big pants skateboard era. You know, I was wearing yes. these like giant blind jeans, and my belt broke, so I ended up having to finish the show like in like a pair of like Mickey Mouse boxers. Nice, so, that's a good yeah, story. Yeah, <laughs> Two thousand people, no pressure, like just like oh, fuck. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the Boston's were the headliners. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy bills. Like the Boston's, right. the span, uh, the freeze, uh, this old Worcester band, Foe. Like it was crazy. Wow. So, and you were young, you know, right? You start, so you, oh, yeah, I was like 15 years old or something like that. So, yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up. So, piggybacking off that, what got you into music? What was like your biggest influence that you got you into the whole music scene? Yeah, you know, I kind of got into the heavier side of rock and roll, like kind of early. Uh, cool neighbors got me into like kiss and stuff when i was like tiny you know i remember wearing like a dynasty shirt when i was like four or five you know <laughs> nice, like nice and uh uh nice. so, and then my brother was really into like you know kind of glam metal like you know or traditional metal like stuff like you know uh 
Aerosmith and all that stuff. And, and uh, I started going to shows pretty early as far I, you know, I saw Guns N' Roses on the Appetite for Destruction tour open for Aerosmith. Wow, I, I got to see a bunch of arena rock shows like, you know, uh, Maiden and, and Justice for All tour with Metallica and all that. Right. So that got, you know, I, I started getting into like metal, but then I started getting into the heavier stuff like the thrash metal stuff probably pretty early. But again, from like cool older brothers of my friends and all that stuff. And yeah. through skateboarding, I started getting into more punk rock and hardcore and stuff. So by uh, 13 or 14, I was playing in a band that was, we sounded like a weird mix of like Skid Row and like the Sex Pistols, you know, like, <laughs> like some of the guys, some of the dudes were way into like, you know, yeah, yeah you know, some right. of the dudes were way into like, you know, Wasp and, and Skid Row. And I was more right. into like Sex Pistols and Black Flag and stuff. So we kind of bridged some of the gaps. Right, right. And then uh, Overcast started when I was like, 15 when i met mike d who's now in kill switch engage uh yeah. through skate through skating we just started a band and and started playing shows right out of the gate so and then, oh, I, yeah so i've just been playing hardcore shows since yeah 1990 just like <laughs> non-stop it's crazy so it's yeah it's been yeah. a lifetime thing yeah so when you, yep. when you your older brothers got you into the music and you started developing your own taste after learning yeah stuff. i definitely yeah. got heavier than they did like my brother still hits at least probably four or five glam metal short shows a year if not more like he's the <laughs> dude who's still going to see like you know i don't know the bullet boys and shit you know <laughs> nelson <laughs> yeah. yeah totally like he's totally he's all Connor about Matthew. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah well the bullet boys are still around who knew <laughs> all the dude, all those bands are still around and sometimes there's two or three versions of them like it's like yeah, really it's the, the, like, world, uh, the world needs three la guns you know, yeah like, exactly it's crazy yeah. it's crazy but, you know yeah. jeff yeah. kate is on a league of his own so yeah well, uh, gene simmons always claims he wants to franchise kiss anyway you know there's just gonna be like yeah you know, he'll probably yeah. do it like with in different parts of the world too there'll right. be like the european kiss there'll be the south american kiss and they'll right. just keep touring and he'll just like sit there just collecting exactly you know. that's great <laughs> passive income for gene yeah. like, yep. or he'll just start doing the cgi shit or like you know something that's like just astral AI. projection you know yeah, yeah. AI, hologram, like, hologram, hologram yeah. shit just like i'm he's in his living room just like whatever man just yeah, getting yeah, blood yeah. you know yeah. Is that hologram stuff amazing? Like you could just pick an era of a band you wanted to see and just literally generate the hologram of that era. I mean, totally. Like finally, could see Bon Scott, like you know, front yeah. ACDC or something. Yes. You know, right, so, right. That's bad. It's crazy. Well, it's crazy as it is, but yeah. it's still. I mean, well, it's still not authentic, but it still gives you like. Yeah, a it's still crazy. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah. nothing that's even possible. Yeah, no, I know. So. yeah, you gotta embrace the craziness of it. Yeah, but yeah. Um, going. So I was. I'm just saying. I know. When Shadows Falls first started out, Phil Labonte was the original singer. Yes, yeah. They actually, there was even a guy before that for like I didn't know a demo. That. Yeah, for like just a short demo. This guy Damien um, sang on a uh, on the first demo, but I don't. They might. I don't know if they've even played shows with him. They might have played a couple, and then yeah. Phil ended up in the band when his uh, other band, uh, Perpetual Doom, uh, stopped. And then uh, once they uh, Overcast took them on the first some of their first tours out of state, you know. Uh, so my band took them on tour. We knew them all well. I knew all those guys from different bands as well before. And then once Phil left the band and just they they were going in a more like kind of, you know, a little more singing like vibe. And he wanted to kind of keep more death metal, which is crazy because then he ended up going and singing in all the remains like and way more like melodic. Yeah, stuff. So, right, right. Yeah, uh, but so it just kind of worked out in a weird way. Uh, yeah. And I ended up jamming with those dudes right after Overcast broke up. And, uh, and yeah, things just worked out. And I was stoked on the kind of the direction things were going in so yeah just started jamming and then uh played my first show like probably a few months after even practicing with them the first time so wow. it's crazy that was like 98 i started jamming with them i think the first show was like january 99 
Okay. Well, thanks, Max. I was only wondering how that transitioned because I know Phil wasn't there for a short time and he left and you guys. Yeah, he did the album Somber Eyes to the Skies. Uh, he was on that one. So, which was, it was independently released, you know, but it got out there. Like, there was a, you know, it really got out there. Matt put it on his own label. But uh, uh, that would kind of start the ball rolling for Shadows Fall. And then when I joined, uh, we recorded some demos and got that to Century Media and that led to the record deal. And then, just, you know, then, man, we didn't, then we didn't see home for like, 15 years, you know, yeah. <laughs> so the road became your home. Yeah. Exactly. No, but that, I mean, that's, that's how it, that's awesome because you guys, that's what you wanted to do, right? This is what your dream was. And it came to fruition to a, to a certain degree. Oh yeah. We went, uh, things went way beyond we, we ever thought we just, you know, yeah. we wanted to tour and do some stuff. We were, we're pretty heavy band. We didn't think we'd really be able to, you know, get as far as we did. And, uh, things really opened up, uh, in the early 2000s, you know, we could tell like heavier stuff was getting on the radio, but it was very like down tuned, you know, new metal kind of corn yeah. or like, right. you know, like, like, uh, you know, there's usually a DJ involved and, and stuff mm. like that. So we were playing like, you know, more thrash influenced, you know, metal with, with a lot of guitar solos. We didn't think we were ever going to kind of get into that world. But then by uh, like 2003, we did Ozfest and we could tell we're like, all right, this music is connecting with like a larger crowd. Uh, we knew if we, we knew if we could get in front of people, we'd blow that we'd blow them away. We just right. didn't know how that would translate commercially. And, and man, by 2005, you got all these bands selling hundreds of thousands of records, getting Grammy nominations. It was it was nuts, you know. And we're doing arena tours with Slipknot and you know opening for Maiden, and it's just crazy. That's so, right. That's right. I thought about that. Oh, for Maiden. Wow. It was uh, yeah. Uh, 2005 yeah. Ozfest was uh, Sabbath and Maiden on the main wow. stage, and then us Mudvayne and Black Label Society. Uh, and then a million awesome bands on the second stage. That right. was a crazy tour. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was nuts. We we just wanted to like see if we could, you know, tour and play some shows. We didn't really think there'd be a make a living out of it, and then it uh, really took off. So it was, it was cool. No, that's that's so cool. I mean, that's and I'm glad. And so transitioning to uh, what would be like if you had to pick a favorite album that you guys put out, what would be the one that you say that was the pinnacle for you guys? Uh, yeah, it would probably be the war within, I guess, uh, yeah. just because it was the most successful, like, you know, commercially number wise and all that. Uh, it also came out at a perfect time when the record industry, when people still bought records. Yeah. So, so, so that was that right? <laughs> the yeah. fact that that was still like a thing. Right. Uh, but it's also a really well-rounded record. I think it really shows a little bit of everything we always wanted to do. Um, my personal Sonic favorite is it might be uh, the last one, Fire from the Sky. I think it just sounds that. great. Yeah. Um, uh, but my, for me, the, the songs that probably, uh, hit the hardest for me is, is, is off the art of balance. So, you know, it's kind of a range. Like I, I would say though, if someone was like, what is shadows fall all about? I would give them the war within and be like, this is gonna give you the one oh one on like everything right. we do. You know, Thumbs up the song. So, like a new fan, like wants to get yeah. into you guys. That's the album to listen to. That's, that's the one to listen to. And it's honestly, the song, the opening track is like, okay, here's literally everything we've ever done as a band in one song. <laughs> Right. So yeah, the light with yeah. the light that blinds is like, like, really yes. like it's got the acoustic intro, shredding guitar, mm -hmm. like solo intro, and so then good. you know big mosh part in the middle, big chorus. So it's kind of like all right, that's that, that's our blueprint. So how how did the uh, recording process go for a lot of the albums? Were you did you record in a certain uh, studio or did did you work yeah. with certain producers or yeah? For the first uh, three, we worked with uh, in Massachusetts, actually in Hadley, out in Western Mass. Our friend uh, Zeus, who uh, has a studio out there, and yeah. he yeah. produced. Those first three, he's done a ton of stuff. Speaking of Queensryche, he just did the last Queensryche. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, oh, nice. uh, yeah, but uh, cool. 
And we worked with him in some way on every record except for Fire from the Sky because we did that with Adam D from uh, Kill Switch Engage. Right. Mostly, we just kind of wanted to do something a little different, and we'd always want to work with Adam. He's a good friend of ours. Uh, but Zeus has been involved with everything. He uh, he didn't record Threads of Life, but he mixed it, and everything else he recorded and mixed. So uh, he's been a huge part of our sound. Uh, we're working with him right now on new new material. So uh, John was just laying down some guitars this this yeah. uh, week. It's going to be definitely piecemeal. We're kind of like, you know, we got about probably six songs that are pretty locked in structure wise. Another few that are still getting refined. So we're just like tracking when we have time. Jay laid down a ton of drum tracks. Nice. Uh, we still may, you know, have to redo some stuff or chop and plop some stuff and move some stuff around. But uh, and I've started getting vocal demos. So, we're you know, working with Zeus is always killer at our it's one of those things now that the rough mixes you get that are just like them after they finish sound right. better than records we made, you know, 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. So crazy. <laughs> I know. The technology, yeah. It's yeah. nuts. So, it's, and yeah. also the technology allows us to kind of like, yeah, they can send me the files. I work right. on them with the actual like real guitar tracks instead of right. just demo shit. So it's, it's, it's cool, but uh, it's, it's coming along. Uh, we didn't know if we were going to write, we, we did those reunion shows and we were like, let's see what happens. You know, John always has riffs. Uh, you know, he's playing in anthrax these days, but Scott and Charlie and all them write like, you know, a hundred percent of that stuff. So he just, he writes his solos, but he doesn't really write riffs. So he's like, I got all these other riffs. Like, so, oh, so yeah. he's, like, <laughs> if he's like, if Anthra we're like, if anthrax ain't going to use them, we'll use them. So, yeah, oh, right. shit. They got to go so, somewhere, right? Scott yeah. doesn't want those. Yeah, yeah exactly. So <laughs> no, I know we, those, the main thing is like, we're, we're like, it had to sound like shadows fall, you know, because uh, right. oh, he's yeah. got a few other projects. And these riffs, when we heard them, we're like, yeah, this is this is like our vibe. And and once him and J uh, Jason started jamming, it started, you know, started sounding like Shadows Fall. Right. And Matt's got a bunch of riffs, too. So it's, it's starting to come together. Yeah. So now, Jonathan, I think I personally, my opinion, I think Jonathan is one of the best guitar players in the world. And people don't really under understand that. Yeah, I, he's incredible. Really know. It's it's funny. He was like that classic, like hot shot, like 17 year old kid that we were all like, oh, who is this kid? Yeah. I still think of him that way. But like, yeah, he's already over 40 now, you know, like <laughs> you know, none of us are kids no more. But uh, he, I'm just happy that uh, for him, all he's wanted to do is shred guitar and tour and play and drink. And like now he just gets to do that in like one of his favorite bands of all time. Yeah. Yeah, so he's you know he had Anthrax posters on his wall as a kid, so he's he's getting to live that dream, which is pretty awesome. And uh, and finally, you know, getting that respect because he, he's an incredible guitar player. So. Yeah, oh, he is. That's why I I can't believe. I mean, he spreads like a motherfucker. And people mm -hmm. that really don't know you guys or don't know the metalcore genre or thrash metal, they they like they don't know about this guy. You know, it's like, but they should. He's so good. Yep. Yep. Indeed. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. Coming back, so when you um, so how, going to tell you like, like oh, so Adam D. Funny fact, you mm -hmm. might know I me. Mean, he was on uh, Price Is Right. Yes, indeed, he was. And, he, and, and Bob, it was crazy because he he watched. Yeah, Bob Barker just passed away. He died. Yeah. Bob Barker yeah, just died. Ninety nine. It's crazy. It's ninety nine. He almost made it to the century mark. I know. Like, so like Betty White, same shit. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's like those people who bet a dollar. Like he almost made it to the one oh oh. You know. <laughs> yeah, right, so, yeah, I know. But yeah, Adam D. Won that shit, and he was a super fan. Of Price is Right. He used to literally watch it all the time. He'd be in the studio. Yeah. He'd be having it on the mute on the background. Yeah. And uh, and so he all honestly, he's like had all those games dialed in too. Like yeah. so he's you know. Yeah. And when they went there, they were in line, and I guess the producers just looked at him and was like, "Dude, we gotta get this guy down here." Like they didn't know that he was even in a band or anything. They're just they like, who, yeah. "Who is this fucking maniac? You know, who is this yeah. guy?" And I remember yeah, when he, he went nuts. 
He yeah, he won the and he won the double showcase, you know, like he so, yeah. and he got the, he got a car and it, dude, it ended up costing all this shit in taxes yeah. to like get because he just he's like, I don't have his car, like I don't know what I'm gonna do with this, you know, just so he tries to sell it, but then it's crazy. It was this whole process, you yeah. know, like the behind the scenes stuff, you're like, you know, it's not just like this trailer full of prizes, you know, <laughs> it's all this paperwork. <laughs> the dark shit. side of prob uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. So yeah. but yeah, that was crazy. That footage yeah. is amazing, man. It's so good. Awesome. So good, but R.I.P. Bob Barker, man. I know. Probably Matt, yeah. more known for knocking out Adam Sandler and Happy Gilmore. Yes, yeah, Happy Gilmore. Yeah. 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 is wrong, Paul. Exactly. Adam wore the Bruins jersey, just fucking laments oh, it. Yeah, dude. So great. Yeah, so, so good. good. <laughs> now, speaking of the Bruins, you're living out in St. Louis, and we know in 19, yep. they couldn't get the job done. Dude, I, I, you. funny story about this. Uh, you know, I'm Bruins fan, born and raised, always will be, always yeah. have been. And uh, I was out, you know, I was obviously out here and game seven, I was, there was a fish show in St. Louis that uh. night. So me and like a whole bunch, of, actually some of my East coast friends were out for that show and we're, we're having a good time. Of course, everyone's watching the game, like yeah. in, on all the little TVs around the concourse, the yeah. city's going crazy as it is. Yeah. And I remember they were in the middle of this crazy jam and you hear this crowd just start to lose their mind for no reason. And I'm yeah. like, that's when they scored the third goal and it was just over and yeah, they starts over. going nuts. And, and Trey from fish starts playing Gloria. Like, you know, cause that was their fucking song. <laughs> Son during the jam. <laughs> and, and places going crazy. And I'm like, you know what? I was yeah. like, the Bru there's no way the Bruins are coming back. I'm no. glad that, you know, in St. Louis, if they're going to win, at least this is now going to be a party in that building. Like, yeah. you know, like as opposed to, if they would have lost, it was this bummed out fish show. Yeah, it been yeah, yeah. yeah. So then they opened the second set with Gloria into oh, nice. Loving Cup by the Rolling Stones, and people oh, nice. were nuts. Yeah, so yeah. it ended up being this crazy party. I'm like, all right, fine, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah that was a bummer. Being, yeah, because me being the negative person I am most of the time, when the Bruins let the first goal, they give it the first goal. I was like, yeah, this game's over. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Moxley gets yeah. off the bench, they score the goal. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, yeah, yeah it's over. <laughs> yeah. It's like, damn uh, it. <laughs> it's funny when I first moved here, though, man. It was when like the we we the Sox beat them in the World Series, you know, just right Seven? the year I moved there. Right. And uh, I was like, yeah. yeah. So and I was just like, didn't even realize. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, we've been ruining St. Louis sports for like a long time, man. Yeah. You know, between the first Super Bowl against the greatest show on yeah. turf. Yeah, and the, right. the, yeah. the 2004 yeah, yeah. Red Sox, they, they were right. the, the Cardinals were the best team in baseball all right. year. And then we just right. swept the floor. Yeah. yeah. Well, after, yeah, they, yeah. after they came back in seven against the Yankees, you're like, sorry, you're just you're in the way. Like, yeah, exactly. just a buzzsaw yeah. coming. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, but then, uh, then the the team that shouldn't have won beat them again. You know, like like in in uh, what was that? Two thousand? Uh, I don't even remember what it, what it was. Whenever the last I one mean, they won. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they, yeah, we well, yeah. We, beat, we beat St. Louis again in thirteen. That's a thirteen. Yeah, it was thirteen. Yeah, and then we That's beat when I first. Dodgers that was the first. Yeah, because they beat uh, the first year I was here. You know, and I was like, everyone's. I, it would drove me crazy though, because like I'm used to Yankees fans and Cardinals oh, yeah, yeah. fans, like. They'd be like, oh, you know, you guys outplayed us. You know, you deserve to win. I'm like, what the fuck? What now? I was like, this is what, like, like, You want some banter? Yeah. yeah like, right. I know. Like, like, now I feel terrible talking shit. Like, it's like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Is there a different vibe on the in the in the Midwest with that? There is, right? There's a, a little bit, yeah. Although they yeah. call themselves, you know, the B-Fibs, the best fans of baseball. And it's like, nah, they're just oh, as no. obnoxious. They just hide Red it with Sox, false. Yankees, you know, best yeah, fans yeah they, just, they just hide it with false, like, humility yeah. and, and niceness. It's all, they, they're, they're seething inside. So. Right, right. <laughs> that's, Although that's both, right. both the Sox and the Cardinals suck this year, so it doesn't matter. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And at least the Yankees suck. Like, Thanks, at least the Yankees are worse. Yeah, right, so, right. It's, it's funny. Work. I was at a, um, 
You go to, I was at, I was out to the Bruins game in March and they, people just started chanting, Yankees suck. I'm like, where the fuck yeah. is the game? It's March. And people it's so good. In I'm March. Like, yeah, in March. Yeah, it's it doesn't like, matter. Really like, it's, it's just, just doesn't a matter. Chant, though. It really it's, is. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a fun thing to chant. It's, like it's a, hard yeah. not to do. Right. Really, you can be anywhere, and you yeah. can be in a restaurant, fine yeah. dining. Always works. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> but um, so after so I got Adam D. Talk about the Red Sox. So being from um, so when being in St. Louis now, I got to ask you how how good's the barbecue? It's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah there's there's and if you there's the thing if you don't see a smoker outside the place, you're not even bother with it. You know, like right. but man, it's. Yeah, the brisket here is amazing. Wow. Pork steaks are this whole other world I never even knew about till I came here. Yeah. I like going to K- Kansas City. They got the burnt ends over there, so you know yeah. a lot of good, a lot of good food like that. Yeah. But you know, yeah, that's 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 definitely one thing they got going for them for sure. Yeah, I was say yeah. Besides their best fans in baseball, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you're not going to get yeah. a good lobster roll in St. Louis. <laughs> no, exactly, dude. I miss the yeah. exactly. I right, miss the, right. the the fresh seafood. So I miss the ocean in general. It's the first time I've ever been landlocked. So, yeah, that's no, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when you come, so when you come here for the New England Metal Festival, we're gonna be there. We're both gonna be there. Nice. Um, you you actually you don't have much time to be do things. So you have to go back. To no. Yeah, I'm pretty much heading right in. My my dad lives down in Cape Cod, so I was hoping okay. to get down there for a minute. But I don't. I think he's just gonna come up to Worcester because I think I, originally I was coming in for a little bit longer, and we just can't with school. Uh, the kids being back in school and soccer and stuff. Uh, I just gotta just do the the weekend in and out. So. Yeah, I'll just be flying in, flying out. Not much time to Probably do get one rehearsal in, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're lucky. Yep. So you, you guys did do some reunion stuff in 2021, you said, though, right? Yeah, yeah we played. Uh, we did a headlining show at the Worcester Palladium. Uh, it's crazy. We snuck it in right after everything and reopened again. We were right, getting yeah. nervous. And then literally we had that show and everything shut down again right yes. afterwards, COVID-wise. Yeah. And, dude, that show was COVID soup. Like it was like yeah. so many people afterwards were like, you know, uh, luckily the band somehow we all escaped, didn't catch it that time. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, uh, that was, that was, we had to cancel it already once. So we were just glad we got to get it in. The show right. went off, went well. And then we did, uh, then that next September, we did the Blue Ridge rock festival, which was amazing and furnace fest. And then this year we did the, uh, resurrected Milwaukee metal fest, uh, in, in on Memorial right. day, this, uh, this past uh, May. So yeah, we, uh, basically just been festivals and besides that one headlining show uh, so far, but uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully we would love to do some more long weekends or maybe a short tour, but I, well, I doubt we'll ever like full scale right. tour again. Right. Yeah. Just, it's tough these days. It's also just in general, even if you're a full-time band, the expenses have gotten crazy, I've heard, but yeah. if you're just trying to do a, like an in and out thing, it's even harder, like, you know, cause right. it's the overhead's nuts. So festivals just make the most sense and play to the most people at one time where we can all just travel in and out, you know, without having to worry about tour buses and all that shit. So, right. Right. Well, it's funny because so, we, we talked briefly another episode we did like a while back. We talked about how like a lot of these streaming platforms just rape you guys for putting your music out there with the charges. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's, yeah, you make yeah. no money. No, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. When you have millions of spins and it's like worth like a dollar 80, you know, yeah. like it's, it's nuts. We get the, you know, these little sound exchange direct deposits from your royalties from all the streaming stuff. And it's just always like, uh, yeah, uh-huh. that's a nice little, it's like, Oh, I guess I can go get, you know, get uh, like extra large at Dunkin' Donuts this week instead yeah. of, you know, right. the regular <laughs> large, you know, with all this, all the streaming money that's coming in. So, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's part of the deal these days, you know, guys have had full-time bands have had to get creative where, whether it's doing other streaming stuff themselves on like Twitch or like yeah. doing subscription stuff or Patreon stuff. Patreon, it's yep, crazy. Yeah, 
it's crazy because we were, you know, I, at its time when we started, it was still, you could sell records and you yeah. could go out on the road and make money and, you know, all that. It's, it's a lot harder for bands to be full time and survive in the way we did back then, especially right. in a scene that's only as big as the metal scene is, you know, it's, it's, it's got a ceiling to it. So it's tough. Yeah, man. It's, uh, there, it's, it's weird. There's a lot of more ways for a band to get probably more technically popular. It's just harder to make it like as a living for it, right. you know, cause it, yeah, you may have blow up on YouTube and all your Spotify numbers go through the roof, but then you're like, yeah, that doesn't equal anything. It doesn't translate. <laughs> Whereas, you know, old school radio spins used to, you could make a lot of money off of having sure. a hit single yeah. on the radio uh, and record sales, you know, you still could get a good amount of royalties, but those, the, uh, just, the the percentages now on on streaming stuff is crazy. It's crazy. Minimal. Asinine. Did, did you guys get yep. a lot of radio play? Well, was was AAF playing your stuff back then? Or? Uh, yeah, AAF was was yeah. not super behind us, but they, oh. they got there. We had a lot of commercial radio ads for uh, uh, let's see, what drives the week uh, and uh, redemption, and even a little bit of another hero lost. We did really well numbers uh, on like metal <laughs> shows and and like you know like college radio and all that. We did tons of that but right. those numbers uh, even back then like it was great you you could get these take some time off from the road and live off of your you know publishing from radio right. and uh yeah. and video games like we were on like uh was it a uh, guitar hero 2 oh, things like that yeah, yeah. and, yeah. and weird that. soundtrack stuff you a lot of times you wouldn't even be in the movie but you'd yeah. be on the freddie versus jason soundtrack oh, you yeah. know it'd just be like a cd compilation <laughs> of just like all these metal bands you know and uh, so, yeah, you, there, it was revenue from that stuff that you can kind of take some time off from the road and, and but not and not have to worry about like, oh, you know, paying every, all your bills and stuff. Uh, right. But it's probably a lot harder now. So, cool. you know, dude's got to diversify, you know? Yeah, yeah you got to be creative. Yeah. 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 Funny because you mentioned uh, a minute ago, uh, Another Hero Lost, which is a great song. And uh, I always, I said, I said to Maddie off air, I said, I knew that Brian had a voice of an angel hiding in that body. And I was certain <laughs> I heard that song. <laughs> yeah. Indeed, I was like, I got this to, is the I, first time I heard him actually like, it's like, let's fucking got sing. Got to get my power ballad on, you know, like, right, so, right, uh, right. yeah, it's funny because I, the screaming stuff, like it, it came pretty natural, but that was never really what I thought I'd do as a singer, really. Right. Uh, and then the music just kept dictating, you know, what, what worked, uh, and then, yeah, but it's fine. Then I had to like remember how to sing, like again <laughs> after years. Say, yeah. so, right, right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we've yeah. always mixed it up though. We've always wanted to bring melody. I, I grew up on just as much traditional metal as I did, like, you know, death metal and stuff. So I, I really, we always wanted to have melody in our songs. Right. Matt's a great singer as well. So harmonizing yeah. with him was always uh, a thing. And it's funny, Johnny, uh, John, he can hit all the like, crazy like sebastian box screams and all yeah, that stuff say, he yeah. can do yeah, yeah. some of that crazy helper. stuff yeah. yeah he can do all that stuff yeah. so th it, there's it's a lot of times it's subtle but they'll be in the backgrounds of stuff where he's hitting this crazy high harmony wow. in the background it's pretty yeah. funny so Radical. yeah so yeah, we yeah. just wanted to, you know <laughs> yeah. we didn't want to limit ourselves so we're yeah. always trying new stuff so yeah now, in terms of songwriting, uh, yeah, a question. Yeah, what, do you write most of the songs, or uh, I write all the lyrics. Uh, okay. John right, and right. Matt write write all the music. Um, they'll occasionally have some like maybe a melody line idea for like a chorus that we'll like kind of work on together, and that we do a lot of collaborative stuff in the studio too. Like if I have an idea and they're just like, "Yeah, that's great," but just maybe add, you know, make the notes go here, here, or there, yeah. you know. Right. But uh, as far as lyrics go, yeah, right. they give me free mm -hmm. reign to do whatever. Uh, so yeah. 
Have you and thought uh, that's changed since you were young? Obviously, that must have, the, the 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 content, the subject has probably changed over the years, right? The, yeah, you know, yeah. I, well, and also you learn I, the overcast stuff. Like when we do a reunion show, man, I was a young kid, and there's right. too many syllables, and like, yeah, way too many syllables. It's <laughs> yeah. like I don't know what I was thinking. It's yeah. like a machine gun shit. <laughs> to and now, now I know. Like now, I'm like, no, nah, man, I, I'm thinking about breaths. I'm right about how <laughs> right. I, how I'm gonna be able to do that live. Yeah, like, you know, uh, all that. So you definitely refine your craft. Uh, right. And subject wise, definitely change. You, like in co college, I was studying a lot of philosophy, and you're just in so much more of an intellectual kind of mindset. Right. I read some of those lyrics from them, and they're like, "It's like, all right, man, put the thesaurus down, you know, like." Right, <laughs> Doctor Drone, yeah. calm down. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I totally. Know. It's like easy there. Yeah. You, know? it's you don't have everything. Doesn't have to be, you know, like some deep, you know, crazy right. hidden meaning and all these wordplay. Right. Uh, yeah. I've gotten a little more direct with some stuff uh, yeah. as you get older. Uh, but also that can be harder sometimes. It's harder to write something simple, short, and yeah. effective without it being either something that's already been done a million times or something that's just cheesy. Right. So, yeah. So, but yeah, it's definitely changed through the years. But I, I really enjoy that side of it. Um, yeah. It, yeah. It's crazy. Sometimes though, I have to check because you know, you, you ten plus albums down the road, I'll yeah. write something like, "Oh, that's cool," and I'm like. I better make sure I haven't used that before. Like, you don't want to plagiarize yourself. Yeah, do the quick Google search. Like, yeah. like oh, no, no, we're good. We're good. Uh, yeah. hey, we're good yeah. now. Shit. You don't want yeah. to take yourself or, to court. Or, or just, or being like, how many times have I said the word rise in our career? I'm like, all right, that's way too many. I was like, well, we can't rise funny. anymore. No more many. rising. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> yeah. I talked about the, uh, Jamie Jasser from Hapri. We always talk about their certain yeah. retired words. Yes. He's like, we, he's like, no one can do that anymore. He's like, no more rising. Right. You know, no more overcome. We're like we've already overcome. Again, it. we will fucking, rise, kind of. It's, done, you know, <laughs> it's just you know. All right, yeah. we get it. You yeah, know. we got it. It's been done. Yeah, we've <laughs> risen. <laughs> We're not going nowhere. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now, where, now, where do you get your inspiration from for your lyrics? Like, what what drives it? It, it can be really anything, man. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll sometimes I'll write a bunch of stuff like just that pops in my head, like idea wise. I'm like, oh, that would be a cool idea. Other times, I hear the song and something will. I'll start humming along something that will then lead to lyrics. So it really depends. And then I'll, I'll comb through some old writings and some old stuff. And, uh, you know, some songs I'll literally sit down and it'll all write out in one session. Right. Other times I'll piece it together from a million different ideas around the way. So it really depends. The best ones are the ones that happen in one session. Cause you're like, all right, that's good. It's done. Yeah, it's and uh, I've learned also now not to overthink some of that stuff. I would rewrite and edit and go crazy on some stuff for a while. Uh, yeah. I've, I've learned to kind of let some of the inspiration just uh, stay intact from the initial idea. So, but it, it depends, man. Uh, you know, some of these new songs have, have th there's also, there's a lot of, I'd say retroactive sort of writing where you like, I write a bunch of stuff and I'm like, I have no idea where the hell that came from. Yeah. And then as you start thinking about it and singing, I'm like, okay, now I kind of see what I was trying to do. And then you can kind of build around that. Right. So like, all right, at first I didn't know really what the hell this was about. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, but I was like, oh, but it's out of metal, you know? And then, yeah. <laughs> and then the song writes itself like backwards. So. Right. Right. So metal kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 Well, it's yeah. Like, like all these bands that like, say they call it quits and then five years on the road, they release a, you know, unreleased re recordings, you know, mm -hmm. it's like they had stuff, in the library they never even used you know vault, yeah. in the vault to bring it out and here's a new album that we had stuff we did wrote 20 years ago yeah. like yeah. prince passed away and michael jackson passed away did all that kind of stuff that happens yeah. a lot you know right. oh yeah totally yeah you yeah. gotta have the riff bank you know uh we yeah. i'll tell you though we cash it but by the end like so like anything we're writing now is definitely new because uh which would have it would have been nice if we would have yeah. a riff bank still right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh uh yeah it's funny uh uh 
there were definitely ideas for songs that were shelved 10 years ago that may come back around when you're finally like, all right, we found the, the spot for this stuff, uh, and it, which is crazy to think about. But yeah, like, you know, when we go to write, you know, Matt and John will go through some old demos and be like, oh man, I totally forgot about this riff or like, uh, now I finally have the second part to this in my head. So you never know. So never throw anything out. Save no, every scrap true, of paper, yeah. save every yeah. recording, say, you know. Yeah, no, you're right. That's true. Um, now, pertaining to the new music, I, I saw, I actually, I follow on Instagram. I saw Jonathan with Juice and they were laying on the riff. It was so killer. I'm like, so <laughs> they laid on the tracks. You get, so you said you had six new ones working on pretty much. Now, when, yeah. you, get, when you get the material, that just helps you also put some lyrics into fruition. Yeah, I pretty much drive around and crank it, like, and nice. just listen to it a bunch. Uh, cool. We walk, like, uh, you know, put it on headphones when I'm just cruising around uh and just yeah try and keep keep that going around sometimes it'll start like with a melody lot you know like a vocal line and i'll find words sometimes it starts with words that i already had and i try and fit them in and it'll shape it around so i've just and now i've, I've got a little home set up uh, back here my little studio set up oh, here badass, man. and uh, uh i'll just you know i'll pull up you know that stuff and just sing along and I, i've sent out a couple that's the beauty now is i'll email out like some really rough drafts and just you know get some feedback or just, just th so those guys know I'm working too, you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so it's been cool. That's kind of the stage we're in now, whereas they're starting to lay down some real guitar tracks and the drums are down for about eight songs. And now I'm just getting vocals and I'll probably after these shows probably go out there and like really track with Zeus. We don't know if we're going to put out a full length or an EP or if we want to use all the songs at once. It's so different now. Yeah, It's not like we're on an album cycle world. Right. Uh, and also, you know, we haven't done anything in, in forever 12, so 12, yeah yeah we could we could kind of release it however we want so it's, it's kind of a nice situation to be in so well, it's funny we'll yeah i'm sorry like a lot of artists like even that clown for something came out recently in the past months and said that a lot of bands just probably just might do singles now you know, yeah kind of I, or you know put up a bunch of like we i almost want to like drop a few songs at a time and then at the end it can all be one record you right. know like and then if yeah. you want the whole thing great because people's attention spans are so shot these days no, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous so and hey and honestly sometimes a whole album is is a lot to digest yeah. uh sometimes as well so uh i'd rather put out uh less that's more you know like uh, like quality stuff as opposed to trying to because before when you sign a record deal they're like yeah it's it's not only is it a minimum of tracks it's a minimum of time you gotta it's gotta hit at least 48 minutes it's got at least 10 tracks so by the end you're kind of just like all right here you go like here's yeah. you know, like, well, yeah, there just you tack that one on there at the end you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and you hate to you know you hate to rush anything right but, you know there is deadlines there is stuff that has to happen yeah. so it's nice to yeah. not have any of that stuff we're not in that situation at all we're just kind of doing whatever we want on our own schedule yeah which, so. is, a, which is a great place to be yeah and i'm sure we'll partner yeah. up with someone to physically release it you know like, right. uh but that that can come when it's done that's what's great about yeah. it now, you know right. so. one step at a time so, you know one day at a time yep. yeah, yeah exactly yeah. that's yeah. the way to do it man that's awesome um so when i said clown something like, i gotta ask cause out of curiosity kill the cat but i'm sure you've met Corey from Slipknot numerous times. You know him. Is he, is he, is he really that cool and badass in real life? <laughs> Those dudes are awesome, man. We got to do yeah. uh, a tour with them in 2004. It was us, Lamb of God, and Slipknot did an oh, arena tour on the right. Subliminal Versus record. And we had, and yeah. it was at a time when everyone was still partying. Like, there's a lot of dudes on, between Slipknot and Lamb of God have, have like, kind of put the bottle down and, like, gone the straight and narrow uh yeah. but not not in 2004 like no, it was, no. it, dude, it was madness 
And that oh, tour God. was insane. Uh, and then right after that, a few years later, Shadows Fall went out with Stone Sour with Corey again yeah. uh, and did a full tour with them. And it was a Jägermeister tour. So that was a, oh, yeah. just a I missed rock and roll Friday. train wreck. Yeah, that yeah, was a rock and roll Mayhem, train wreck. It was a blast. Uh, rock yeah. Rockstar Energy Festival. Right, like those right. used to go down yeah. to the Great Woods, the Xfinity Center in Mansfield, Mass, you know. Yeah. And, oh, it's always Great Woods. All fucking you know, day. Yeah, it's Rock always Hill. great. Man, I miss those I days, bro. Oh, totally. So that was a blast. Bring it back. We, we had a blast with those guys. Corey was always really supportive of us between Slipknot and Stone Sour taking us out. And uh, yeah, awesome dude. Incredible singer and performer. Just is, super yeah. nice guy. So, yeah, yeah, those dudes rule. They uh, We had this thing, though. We had a, uh, a remote control yellow Humvee that would bring us uh, shots of black tooth grins during the <laughs> Slipknot tour. Because yeah, right. it was a huge stage. And they had... Yeah you know, fire and moving things and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. And we didn't have a budget for any of that shit. Right. So our, our big production was a remote control car that our guitar tech would drive out to us with shots. And, uh, you know, we do a shot for dime and then, yes. uh, Rest and then yeah. yes, indeed. And then, uh, but the last night clown came out with, uh, his spiked bat and just oh, annihilated the whiskey man. wagon. Just, just Perfect. destroyed it, Perfect. and then signed all the pieces for us. I still have a piece of it oh, somewhere. Man, that is so cool, man. Yeah, so yeah, so clown, clown destroyed our whiskey wagon. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, nuts, so we, we love them. Yeah. That was a crazy tour, man. Back so when you could fun. get a, back when you could get a show sponsored by Jagermeister, right? I don't yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, yeah we had good times with those yeah. guys, man. Yeah. yeah. That's cool, man. That's I mean, I was hoping to get a story like that, one or two out of you. So I'm glad that I brought that up because I was like, I need yeah. a story from Brian about this rocking out with those guys right. and shit. Yes, yeah, so. rest in peace, whiskey wagon. So dude, yeah, that tour, the, the other crazy thing on that tour is I don't know if you guys are fans of 80s kiss. Like we're talking animalized, lick it up, right. like all that stuff. Yeah. It became this joke backstage where uh, you know, we started just joking about all the alt, you know, like the Sharon era Van Halen. Oh, and like right. and uh, you know, and and, and 80s kiss. <laughs> And how the, you know we would just piss everyone off, being like, "Yo, that's they didn't even hit their stride until the Sharon <laughs> just in prime, like, yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. just fucking around." And uh, so all of a sudden, the joke became reality when Matt and John, uh, Joey from Slipknot, yeah. and this dude Beast. Sully, who is the tour or the tour manager, yeah, right, uh, performed as '80s Kiss to oh, open nice. the show. Right. Where they did "Lick It Up," "Heaven's on Fire." Oh, uh, oh shit! A couple of is good, but "Lick It Up." Ah, eh. uh, dear, it's uh, "Lick It Up" rules. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, uh, my father hates on, that song. The later day makeup, where it was like you know uh, Eric Carr with the onk, right. uh, Vinnie Vincent, and all right. that. They did right. it like that. And just did eighties, dude. Slipknot fans were so confused as to like <laughs> they're you know they're walking in the arena not thinking that the first band is gonna be us and then Lamb of God or whatever, and all of a sudden right. like John as as Paul Stanley is just like, yeah. what's up, boys? <laughs> you know, just like, like and he would say all this ridiculous shit. Like you know, it'd yeah. be empty, and he'd be like, you couldn't fit another motherfucker with a shoe on in here, like, <laughs> and shouting out like section four eighty where there's no one. You yeah. know, like yeah, like, that's so cool. And, Which is something yeah. Paul Stanley would say too. Yeah. Oh, totally. And, yeah. and they, you know, since it was Slipknot's tour, a crew, they they had Gene Simmons with you know Art Sully, who was playing Gene Simmons, would get pulled up on this you know, thing and fly, like basically. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was insane. They had no, kids had no idea what was going on. Yeah. And it was all because, just because this joke went way too far. Right, right. <laughs> the joke can never go too far. That's no. It, it literally <laughs> ended up with them opening arenas around the. Yeah, country. there you go. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That, that that's something you'll never forget. You can tell your kids. They'll tell yeah, their, I, I yeah. think there's a kids. there's a bad video up on our Instagram of it. It's hilarious. Oh, nice. so, I'll check yeah. that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, I'll check yeah. it out. So speaking of your kids, your wife, how do they feel like? How do they feel like? Do they really know that you're 
Oh, my dad's a rock star. Uh, you know, it's fun. They're getting a little older. They, it, my my son Jude is a total metalhead, and it's totally nice. happened on his own. He's into bands that I wasn't even into. Like he's super into Accept. He's super into Annihilator. Oh, he's like all right. that, big yeah. into Manowar. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. like all, yeah. it's Udo, hilarious. Yeah. So yeah, yep. Yeah. So uh, he's super into all that shit. Um, and they they got to come to the uh, reunion show, so they got to see us. You know, and we brought him on stage for a second. Uh, Paul, our bass player, also has a kid, so we brought the kids out for like a second, and they had a blast. They've come to a couple of shows. They went to Furnace Fest as well. Yeah. Uh, they won't be in New England Metal Fest this year, unfortunately. Oh. We were trying to work it out, but yeah. they just couldn't miss too much school. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a bummer. Uh, but um, yeah, they they uh, they dig it. It's it's funny though. Like you know, they still don't think I'm cool or anything. You know, dad's a rock star, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. Still, I mean, when they get older, they'd be like. They'll understand. I'm sure you know Judah now. He's into like different kinds of metal. He'll he'll grow. He'll learn to like. You know, my yeah. father into like Zeppelin, Pink Floyd. Then I branched out to Metallica. Yeah. And then I got and I branched out from there. But um, so mm-hmm. you know, it's just how it really works. You learn from your yeah. parents. Oh, hopefully. totally. You know, totally. his 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 father over here is not on his music at all. Yeah, no. zero. I mean, I'm like a music nerd and a music yeah. music obsessed, and, and got nothing from dad. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, and nothing. I mom. Yeah, yeah. Be, yeah. yeah. That's funny. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't trust people who aren't into music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's crazy. My parents listened to a lot of music, but weren't very yeah. musical. And uh, but but you know, they were super into like you know doo wop and fifties oldies and and oh, a lot of R and B and stuff. Right. Right. Um, but we always had record players in the in the house and all that. I, I still collect vinyl like a junkie. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, it's funny though because yeah, Judah listens to a bunch of metal, but I, dude, I, these days I'm listening to more like Grateful Dead and Velvet Underground and yeah. like just chilling nice. out. Got a so, poster in yeah. the back. Oh, yeah, hey, there you go. Yeah. There it so, is. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, but it, it's the heavy stuff still comes out every now and then. Yeah, I know. So. You have to, right? You you have have to, yeah. 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 Now, um, when you said um, you fit these doo-wop, have you heard of the band Twin Temple? Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Dude, they, I, I've heard that, a few songs, man. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Dang, that woman. Yeah. yeah, yeah, indeed. And they're they're doing it all for Satan too. So yeah, yeah they, they really are. <laughs> I saw them live a couple of times. They were actually in Boston last October at the um, Sinclair in Cambridge. Nice, you know? nice. And they yeah. put on a hell of a show. Excellent from start to finish. Oh, awesome. So, yeah, and then um, so I had to ask because um, I'm, I had to ask this question. I'm a huge. My favorite band in the world is Tool. What's your thoughts mm-hmm. on Tool? Oh, I, I love Tool. I. I Got into, I think the first thing I heard was uh was the opiate record like record and it was super yeah. into it yeah uh and then undertow blew me away I will say I did I listened to everything after that and was always a fan but that was the record that probably resonated the most with me okay. um and I luckily got to see them a few times like in the earlier days too which was cool uh yeah incredible band man sick man so and it's it's amazing that a band that bizarre and challenging got as big as they did yeah as well right. which is cool right so yeah they they blew some minds for sure well like i think uh even like recently i read an interview that Corey taylor came out and said that you know he goes i love tool he goes but to me they're just born because they're just so good at what they do it's like you go there and they and, you, and it's just like wow it's like i, I can see i can only see so much of those four just so, yeah. it's so perfect at what they do right right well and it's and it's it, 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 like excellence can be like that like where yeah. everyone's already bored of watching like steph curry do what he does or like yeah, you know, yeah, everyone's right, just like right. if lebron doesn't put a 50 you're like oh he had a terrible game it's like he had 28 yeah. 10 and 4 like what are you talking about right, like that's right. it you know, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, but you get so used to excellence that you're like yeah. oh yeah it's just another really great tool yeah. record that's yeah, better for- than everything else that came out you know like well, it's, funny, <laughs> it's funny you said it because i they came to 
flossing on 22 of February. And I went, of course, I was there. And I'm like, I left the show going amazing as usual, but I fucking hate the set list. Like, yeah. stop playing yeah. this game. I want to hear the old shit. But Manny goes, I'm not going to play the new shit, old shit no more. I'm like, I'm not going to Yeah, yeah. You know? and, and that's that's such a band guy thing. Like, you know, you just always want to play the new stuff. And, 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 and as a fan, you're always like, yeah, it's great. No. Play the old stuff. You know? Have you ever met, so. met the guys from Tool? Uh, no, not really. No, I, you know, I, met, I take that. I met Danny, the drummer. Uh, he ass. came to, yeah, the first time I met him, I think it was at a, uh, we went and saw Mastodon Converge in LA when we were, uh, recording Threads of Life and he was at nice. the show. So, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I'm convinced Maynard just loves pissing the audience off. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, shit. Now I remember I, I, I can't say I met Maynard, but I yeah. was at a coffee shop hung over <laughs> after, uh, the filming of the What Drives the Week video with, yeah. uh, a few of the, the the girls who were extras in it, we all went out for breakfast the next morning and they kind of knew Maynard and they saw him walking by and yeah. you know he's 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 a shorter dude. He's he sure, was yeah, with this yeah. like he was with this like seven foot just goddess like yeah. with him. Yeah, and, yeah, totally and it looks yeah. so funny and they're yeah. just like Maynard and he just kind of gives the like wink of like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I gotta go. Like, you know, yeah, we want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, have fun. <laughs> where was where was that? Was that in, uh, in LA? Just in LA. some like well, diner, yeah. you know. Right, right. He was wearing this like giant cowboy hat. He's like yeah, tiny still does. sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it does. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, so I yeah. can't say I met him. He, he kind of gave us the yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Right. You got <laughs> an encounter with him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got to meet him years ago when he did his like first initial wine tour. He did the wine testing and tour at the at the local like. Whole Foods in your area, and he came yep. to Cambridge, and I went to go see him, and I was just like, you know, amazed. Like I wanted to meet yeah. Maynard; he was like my idol, and I was yeah. like, I want to meet him. Mm-hmm. So like, I got to meet him, but I didn't really speak to him too long. But so just to yeah. see him, but he's like, he's you hear you read about him. He's just really he's an awkward guy, but he's so smart. That's the he's yeah, so cool, yeah, you know, yeah, indeed. But, um, well, you brought up uh, going backwards. You brought up Seth Curry, LeBron. We know you're a huge Celtics fan as well. Indeed, uh, yeah, I was. Born and raised on the, you know, 80 Celtics. So, like, that's Bird as good as it gets, Harris, you know. Yeah, 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 you know, so I, I would go, uh, you know, watching games on Channel 38 and going to the old bar. <laughs> nice. Yeah, TV know. 38. Yeah. It's still there. Yeah, it's still here. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, uh, and, and going to the old garden, there was nothing like it. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. And then as I got older, uh, uh, I had season tickets from probably, it was like the early 2000s up until right when I, a couple of years after I moved here. So I... I had to go through the like some some pretty thin eras of Celtics yeah. basketball, but I was such oh, a Paul Pierce yeah. fan that uh, even the the like twenty win seasons, you know, were still I was still there. Right, and then you know. Everyone hated it, but dude, I love the Ricky Davis era of like Celtics basketball. Oh, yeah, like, oh, coffee. Like, dude, yeah, yeah, that, that dude just dunking off of missed free throws, like uh, you know, <laughs> stuff, just like so awesome. But oh, they were such a terrible team. Uh, and then as soon as you know, the, the, when they brought in Garnett and, and Ray Allen and yeah. all that, it was just yeah. such a sick Ron, run. Yeah. And then all of a little... sudden, my tickets were worth a lot more too. Yeah. So like, yeah. that was fun. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, you know. So I, I still uh, still love the Celtics. Obviously, don't get to see games as much. Had to finally sell my season tickets because I just what you know was averaging two or three games a season. So, yeah. um, but yeah, well, always love the Celts. Yeah. And plus, you know, I'm sure, obviously you know that Tatum is from the St. Louis area, so yes, yes, indeed, yeah, yes, big indeed. guy over there. He's very popular, big fan base. Yes, also, indeed, so. yeah. Oh, dude, I've I've loved the 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 Tatum and uh, and Brown era so far. Like, great. It was you know some of them were frustrating when you don't you know lose in the finals or even the Eastern Conference. But they, when you think about how young these this team is, and you know like yeah. how to get there that early, it's crazy. And to not flame out and never make it back—that's the other right. thing. Like, so the fact that they've consistently been you know fighting for 
for deep playoff runs have been great. I, you know, obviously need more consistency. Need I, I just can't rely on so, like some of the just too too much too much iso ball you know and stuff like yeah, that man. but oh, yeah. but uh i we need a true point guard like i will oh, i will miss marcus smart like uh, that broke my heart but i can understand the basketball sense of it but only if you right. find a legit point guard like right. you know really do that it. and i'll be like okay it makes sense if not have this gritty ass dude who's just gonna like plow through people you know and die yeah. for loose balls and yeah take charges yeah. so yeah. yeah we'll see but uh but yeah, it's t- it's a tough time to be a team like that because there's so many like crazy teams in the NBA right now. You know, you got to go through the Bucks or go through Golden State or it's just ah, it's, although it looks like Philly's falling apart, which is nice. I enjoy yeah, that. Yeah, it's, yeah, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because I mean, because you know, my brother-in-law is a huge himself, and he's got season tickets and all that, and he's he's so amped up for this year and he's a, one of those guys like, okay, you know, he's same thing. Like they're still young. So as long as they don't, you know, burn out, flame out, they still get back here every year and put up a fight. There's still yeah. a lot of hope for this team. Yep. Yeah. yeah they're, and they're, it's entertaining basketball too. They're, they're, they're an entertaining team to watch. It can be frustrating, but they're entertaining. Yeah, so. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. <laughs> I'm glad so, you still we'll keep, your, keep up with the Boston sports. It's good to hear. It's refreshing. Oh yeah. Oh, I'll be mass hole sportsman for life. It's, it's right. funny. Like, cause you know, like, uh, I would do some of the, you know, NFL stuff, but I ended up at, you know, at a, at a B-dubs or whatever, just to like watch it on a big screen instead yeah. of having to like, just do the like, you know, because the, the Patriots weren't getting any like national no. games last year, you know? Like, no, I was Matt so, Jones and that team right now. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so, rebuilding. So, yeah. Oh, God. I caught that last preseason game against Tennessee, and it was just ugly oh. to watch. Ugly. Yeah, I, 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 I'm still holding out hope for this team if the, if the O-line <laughs> can get it together. But uh, yeah. it, it could be a rough one. The AFC East just turned around and got, like, good. With Rodgers now in, just, in New York. Yeah. It's, like, well, it's not supposed to happen. I know, I know it's I not. Know. Not in New York. Not the Jets. No. It's oh. like they always owned us, but not the Jets. Uh, not you the know? Jets. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so. going, I was uh, thinking about – um. I want to talk about that uh, live album you guys did, Madness in Manila. Mm-hmm. Was that cool being out in the Philippines? Like, how was that uh, experience? Oh, it was incredible, man. We were uh, one of the first metal bands to come through there in years. Before that, we did uh, a tour on the Threads of Life run. Our, our friend over there, Vernon Go, uh, okay. he he was a promoter there who just wanted to like bring metal shows back. Nice. And he had us come through, and the first show, we had no idea what to expect. Yeah, uh, It was just a headlining show. There was thousands of kids there where he built this huge set for us that was like such a fire hazard like that never would have flown in <laughs> oh, like the shit. u.s Great anyway anyway like but it, yeah. there, it didn't give a fuck like yeah. and uh it was awesome so after that show we're like oh man we got to come back to the philippines and we started telling other bands like hey this guy's uh, legit he's awesome he's gonna treat you well the crowds are awesome so like darkest hour went and kill switch went and then he started doing this summer festival and he wanted to, to kind of thank us for helping get Philippine metal back on the map and had us headline. And it was in an old soccer stadium. And it's, I think it's where the Thrilla in Manila was like was it's a big yeah. ass yeah. soccer stadium. And he built again, this gigantic skull with like lasers that shot oh. out of its eyes and these moving hands. Okay. And again, all made out of like paper mache and like, yeah. and, yeah. Carved, like and they're literally launching rockets at it. We didn't know when any of the Holy pyro shit. was happening. Like, you know, like it was off of cues, like from like the record. But so like not, it, it was crazy. Wow. I, I don't know how we didn't explode. Uh, but the show was amazing. The crowd was sick. 
they have this beer there called Red Horse that's like mm. drinks like a Budweiser, but is like eight yeah. percent alcohol. Nice. So, so everyone's and you when you, you bought yeah. your ticket, you got a small Domino's pizza and a giant twenty-two ounce nice. Red Red Horse, <laughs> and and so everyone's just hammered by the time right. I go on and just right. having a blast. It was awesome, man. So uh, is there a DVD of that? Is there? I think it's just a yeah. live album. I saw D- right? DVD, no, DVD, DVD live album. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to check the DVD. Uh, I haven't seen it before. Yeah, and it, it came out sick. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Vernon's awesome, dude. Uh, he's been trying to get us back there to do a kind of a, a another show there at some point, but it just hasn't worked out yet. But I, I would love yeah. Philippines is amazing. It was also the first time we went there. We got to travel and we went to like a smaller island called Boracay and okay. got to go to the beach and actually hang out because we had like days off. A lot of times, you know, you see the city, the airport and like maybe a hotel and that's it. Yeah. So we actually got to explore the Philippines and had an amazing time. The, People there were so awesome to us and just had a blast. So how was the food? It was great, man. It was great. We didn't mess around with anything. Like they they, they have those things where they have the duck eggs where it's like, just oh, like yeah, a baby yeah. duck inside an egg. No and they thanks. literally walk around with buckets full of just dirty water with those things in them. <laughs> oh, and uh, we didn't mess with any of that, but uh over overall it was awesome. Stick so, to the dominoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, well, that's yeah, what's yeah, hilarious, yeah. man. So many times we'll I'll be like in like Moscow. I'm like, what's open? They're like, KFC's open. I'm like, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and then you're like, well, it's going open. I'm like, they bucket yeah, of the colonels, yeah. you know, yeah. special wrestling. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> the Russian colonel. Colonel Ovenskin. Dude, yeah. it's crazy to see yeah, yeah, Dunkin' yeah. Donuts everywhere. I remember getting to Korea and there was a Dunkin' Donuts on every corner. I'm like, it's like I'm back in Alston. I was like, this is fucking nuts. Yeah. I was like, I'm back in, yeah, back yeah. in Boston, man. Like, yeah, it was crazy. So. Do you remember Mr. We had Mr. Donut too back in the day, and I hear Mr. Donut. Uh, I hear there's some in, uh, over in Asia somewhere. Someone picked up the franchise. <laughs> that's <laughs> funny. Yeah, donuts on a stick they used to have. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. I'm glad you bought it. So you being from obviously Boston, New England area, what's the one thing you miss the most about this area? Besides, you mentioned like the being near the beach, your family, like the particular food a place you used to go to all the time as a kid, a teenager growing uh, up. I, I, lobster rolls in general, like Cape yeah. Cod, going down Cape Cod, there's a few spots that are like smaller, little, just kind of like lobster roll shacks that are, mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll hit every time we go back down there. Uh, I don't even know if it's still around, but the no name restaurant was always incredible, but I think it's gone. It was a seafood place that was down, down by the Harbor. So I don't even know if it's still there though. That's yeah, dude. The last time I went to Boston, I mm-hmm. was like, where did all these other buildings come from? Like, what yeah. is going on here? We stayed in the uh, like down by the Children's Museum, kind of by the the harbor. Yes, yeah, crazy hotel. I'm like, where did all this stuff come from? You know, yeah. There's all these restaurants. Yeah, I was like, this used right. to just be like just abandoned buildings and fish. Right, <laughs> fish guts everywhere. Or it's where yeah. Whitey, it's where Whitey dumped his body. It's where they yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> so. The Winter Hill Gang. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, You know, I lived right on Winter Hill for a while in Somerville when I was oh, working good. at uh, Tuscanini's Ice Cream in uh, Cambridge. Oh, there and uh, yeah, in wow. Central Square, I used to work at Tuscanini's. Yeah, yeah, and I was living at uh, in the right on Winter Hill. For, for a couple at least two or three years <laughs> wow. Wow. yeah i did i was the classic like did ever you know lived in boston lived in alston lived in yeah. somerville lived in, yeah. you know, <laughs> right, right. make the yeah. rounds yeah did you, now did you ever venture to the lovely north shore and visit lynn sin city yeah yeah, yeah I, I know lynn very well uh buzz okay. McGrath from unearth is a big lynn guy so yeah I'm and it's fine. My, my my brother's uh north shore these days too he he uh oh, is he yeah, he lives up uh, above Gloucester now. He's uh, where? Oh, what town is Buckport? it? 
No, I can't remember what time he moved. Oh, uh, Georgetown. He's living in oh, Georgetown. Georgetown. Oh, Georgetown's yeah. up in Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. A, he's a basketball coach up there. It's hilarious. Oh, yeah. he, <laughs> he's a former D1. He used to play at UVM uh, back in the day. He played soccer and basketball at UVM. So. Wow. Uh, but, yeah, so, yeah. So, uh, it's funny. I, when I come back to Massachusetts, so now, like, like no one's in my hometown. Like, no one still lives in Milford. No right. one's even in Boston proper. So, I come home and it's kind of like, where did everybody go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's funny, you know, Lynn. Well, because I mean, born and raised there, to move to Peabody, but in other nice. places. But, but Lynn, yeah, you know, Lynn always be close to my heart. Worked yeah. in Lynn for a long time, so. Yeah. But Lynn gets nice. a bad rap. There's some nice parts of Lynn. But yeah, it gets, bad, it gets a big time bad rap, yeah. especially if you Indeed. want to get some fentanyl nowadays. That's where you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> See, oh, that's what's funny about some some parts of like Massachusetts. People don't think you know. You see it on the map. You're like, oh, how bad could a place like Lowell be? You're like, well, let me show you the Cracktown USA documentary about it that was on the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, oh, okay. Oh, that's really yeah, nice. yeah, like a nice little real town. You're like, yeah, no, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> well, even in Gloucester, once they, you know, fishermen stopped making money off of fish and started just bringing in, you know, it's still prevalent terrible, as it was, but right, right. Yeah, yeah. You get the terrible L's, Lynn Lawrence and Lowell. That's yeah. always, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Be careful of the three L's guys. Don't yeah, go there. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that is, that's great. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, um, go, so you, you guys are coming to, I don't talk one last time. You guys are coming to New England medicals <laughs> coming in September, what, the 15th, 16th. 15, 16. Uh, yeah, we'll be playing the 16th God, that Saturday. You yep. playing the Saturday show, right? Yeah, yeah. It's out the, and it's outdoor Palladium, so it fits like thousands of people. It's an awesome setup. Oh, uh, nice. They did a. They've done a few of those on the outside thing, and it, it's it's this lineup is just sick from top to you bottom, know. man. It's it's crazy. So I cannot wait. Uh, definitely, we're starting to get set list ideas together. It's a hometown show for us, so we're Absolutely, probably you know yeah. like try and cover the whole you know a whole retrospective of shadows fall which it's it's tough like trying to fit uh, songs from everything in like a 45 minute right. 50 minute festival set you know especially when your songs are all six minutes long like us like idiots. <laughs> i know it's true uh, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh but we're trying we're, we're, we want to try and make it like a special set list so we'll see yeah. what we come up with yeah yeah so if, if we see if we hopefully we'll see you over there you'll say hi to us Oh hell yeah, man! Indeed. <laughs> we'll come look for you. I'm gonna send you. I'll send you a message. I'm gonna come look for you. We're gonna say hello. That sounds good, man. Without that'd a doubt. Be now, how's uh, that'd be great. How's um? Since you're gonna be, I know you've seen. I know you're a big fan of Lamb of God. As am I. I'm trying to get Maddie more into Lamb of God. Those guys, man. I think they're probably the best live band on the planet right now. And I, I just saw. Um, I just saw them uh, about a week and a half ago. They came through St. Louis with the right. Acacia Strain, another Massachusetts band. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, and they were they were just they sounded perfect. Like yeah, they're just a killing right. machine. Right. Yeah, we've they they were the band that we kind of came up with. Them and Killswitch were like the we were kind of like the three bands that uh, all were kind of coming up at the same time with the same you know just vibe. Uh, not not musically, we all sounded different, but uh, we just were all like kind of similar dudes, just trying to have a good time. And and uh, it's awesome to see how they've really just, just you know grown and taken over. And probably yeah. yeah, like outside of legacy bands, you know, like 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 the Pantera reunion right now or like Metallica. They're about as big of a metal band as you can get in the, in the States. So it's pretty awesome to see what they've done. And they're going to, they'll be sick at that show. Hatebreed is yeah, always Jamie. one of the best live bands out there. I've been sharing stages with Jamie from Hatebreed since probably 92 or three. He wow. was in a band called Josta 14 before he was right. in Hatebreed yeah. when oh, he was shit. like 13 or 14 years old. And so uh, we, cool, we pl- overcast and them play together. 
Overcast played some of the first ever Hatebreed shows, and Shadows Fall played with Hatebreed for the, since the beginning. So I probably shared more stages with him than anyone else. So it's crazy. You, got, you should have a friend for life right there. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, and uh, so that it'll be killer. It's a very, very uh, high school reunion. Uh, <laughs> yeah, lineup. No, right. Go to a local dive bar watering hole, and yeah. let's all get yeah. together. Drink, exactly. Uh, we'll all be at Irish right. Times across the street from the Palladium. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. Although everyone's I have to have to, everyone has is sober these days. Besides, oh, well, yeah. not not Shadow's fault. So. Yeah. <laughs> one exception. It's all right. Hey, you know, to each his own, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, exactly. Hey, some people it was the best. That it was best for everybody. It was, That's right. <laughs> it, was, it was a better choice for humanity by some people right. deciding right. that they right. couldn't yeah. buy right. one. Yeah. I don't know if you hit <laughs> this, Brian, but uh, you know, Fenway Park, the Castro is the new Fenway Music Hall. You heard about that? Yeah, yeah. I haven't been there yet, but the shows look amazing. I've seen yeah. videos of some shows so, from there. It looks amazing. And I'll tell you from first experience, I've been there one time. And I saw I was there last September, Lamb of God and Kill Switch. And uh Baroness, Baroness. Yeah, Baroness. They, they yeah. All three played, and well, of course, Lamb of God held headline. But man, what a fucking venue. Cause and but plus you have those three great great bands, especially Kill and Glammy. Yeah, oh, it, wow. it looks sick though. It looks wow. sick. There's a there's great. a few good venues in Boston. Uh Roadrunner looks amazing as well. I don't know if you've been yeah. to that spot. Yeah, I've been there. Uh, I've been there like, yet, I think no. it's in the Brighton area, I think. Uh yeah. that place looks amazing. The the Fenway place looks amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, House of Blues is always good. So uh it's cool that there's those like some newer, like modern kind of venues. Yeah. So they do a lot of theaters over now too. We had the Cabot and Beverly. Cabot yeah, Cabot. Theater, Actually, Clark, what, uh, yeah. just recently in Be- yeah, Cabot in March, uh, yeah. Jerry Cantrell came to the Soul yeah. Show. Oh, oh nice. Show. Yeah, yeah, Jerry. Yeah. but Jerry's just you right. know, in the league of his own. So right. Hell yeah. But um, coming going. So you mentioned uh, the play, uh, Avalon, but you know, House of Blues. I want mm-hmm. to talk to you about. I'm glad you reminded me. So I think it was back. Was, I don't. I'm getting kind of foggy in the timeline of the year. Was it 07 or 06 when you played with Corn and Breaking Benjamin over there? Ah, uh, what year was that? Uh, it was it was around then. It was like yeah, yeah two thousand seven ish. Because uh, I remember Corn did a whole run of of undersized sort of venues. We got yes. to do like yeah, we did like uh, Sayreville, New Jersey, with them in a smaller place and a few yep. things. So yeah, that was cool. It, it, uh, we we were never really like a new metalish band, but we always love playing in front of those audiences because those audiences just come to play, like just rage. You know? Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. always a good time. So. Give them heavy music and they'll go nuts. So yeah, I think that was like the <clears throat> second time I saw you and you guys, and I was just like, wow. Like I brought my brother. He was trying to get. He was into more like uh, kill switch engage back then, and more like mm-hmm. just, just disturb. But he loved corn. That's why he really wanted to go. So I said, but you got to listen to these guys, Jeff. Shadows Fall is fucking killer, man. He loves you guys. Ever since then, he was like, all right, now I'm into these guys. I'm like, thank you for bringing me. I'm like, yeah. So nice. Oh, to remind me of that time. Yeah, it was this, that was the old Avalon, man. I missed the old Avalon Axis days. Those yes. are the yes, yeah, he would know Axis that more. Yeah, yeah. Boston, the old Boston scene. Yeah. Yep. You ever get to the channel back in the oh, day? Oh, dude, that was my first hardcore shows with the channel. I was oh, a fifteen nice. year old kid at the channel, just trying right. to survive. Yeah. Uh, my first big show was uh, it was Leeway, uh, Only the Witness, Breakdown, and uh, uh, I think Said and Done at the channel, and I was just like, this is madness. And uh, I, I've luckily said like the last, but the, the first few years I was going to hardcore shows were the last few years of the channel before it okay. shut down. And man, that venue ruled. Although it was like, it was literally like just an empty square, like dark, you know, building windowless <laughs> right. building. Right. But uh, it was awesome, man. They, yeah, anything so cool. goes there. Yep, yeah. So, yeah. What about the, yeah. And um, then there was, of course, the rat was the rat, another the classic rat, one yeah, as well. Right. Uh, right. Overcast, band, played, no. yeah. Yeah. Overcast <laughs> played, uh, yeah. Overcast played uh, a legendary show at the Rat that is known as the Kitty Litter Show because uh, the night before uh, we did a matinee show on a Sunday. The night before they had a sewage uh, pipe burst. So they just 
threw down fucking kitty litter to like sop it up. <laughs> that is and so didn't Massachusetts even, for you. So didn't even see. really like, you know, like sweep it up or anything. Yeah, and right. so we, we go to load in the next day and it, uh, it, it smelled awful, but like the rat always smelled awful. Yeah. Right. So it didn't really throw up, but all of a sudden we're like, every, all the roadies are wearing like surgical masks, like all the like door guys and everything. We're like, COVID. What's yeah. going on? Yeah. <laughs> pretty, like, yeah. It's not yeah. <laughs> four or something. Yeah. yeah and, right. uh, uh, all of a sudden, so we, we start the first band went on and, and the people weren't really moving around too much. So yeah. that we didn't notice anything. We go on next. And as soon as people start like moving around the crowd, this cloud, of dust just oh, rises up so bad Dude, everyone was just you couldn't see anything it was just oh. like kitty litter fecal dust yeah, that's shit in the air it was so awful like that's not good for your voice i take we're it we're all that's convinced yeah, yeah. yeah. well we're, we're all convinced yeah. we'll all meet up at some like trial yeah. for some weird new like like yeah, drug, we email. all have this bizarre lung disease yeah. together right, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know this mutation yeah. so <laughs> yeah I, the, the, the other day i was seeing like a bunch of bands were canceling shows for like air conditionings were too, you know, messing their voices up or like all this other shit. I'm like, dude, I played in a cloud of kitty litter dust that was sopping up sewage. Like, you know, Uh at a venue that was already so disgusting that there was a couch that had a tree growing out of it. You know, like, so (laughs) it's, it was crazy, so... But you you won't yeah. see that stuff anymore. You just won't see that uh, that gritty totally. side. I know. Like, totally. that's, when, yeah. that's when music. Well, that's like, Kenmore is like now compared to then. It might as well be Disney World. You know. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. 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 Now you ever you ever uh, you ever played the Paradise? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, Paradise was awesome. I got to see a ton of great shows in Paradise too. Oh, yeah. So, yep. So Paradise classic. still there, still kicking. Yep. Uh, Paradise will always be there. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the it's the most awkwardly shaped room to have concerts in. Thank you. Know, you. There's like right. big, I agree. Big poles and just no good angle. Like, yeah. You know, but but right. it's classic. So I think right. I've only saw two two shows in. The only show that I remember the being the best was I saw Seven Dust Acoustic there. Man, what a show! Nice. nice. Now, how are those guys? Yeah. You, ever hang, you ever tour with those guys or hang out? With uh, them? we haven't really toured, but I've, I've hung out with Morgan a bunch. The drummer, he's awesome, dude. He did a thing called guy. Heavy Metal Convention. It was uh metal con it was like a heavy metal convention in oregon that these uh this tattoo artist chris 51 and morgan put on and uh, he, uh he's an awesome dude man great drummer Killer. too and a great oh, sick drummer and great yeah. band great band yeah yeah, yeah. I'm glad. that's that's cool now uh so i'm i'm curious maddie's definitely curious we have to ask you how's it's the obvious the, question the hair man yeah, you've been had the same hairstyle for years and it, it just sits suits you so well how do you keep it up what's the upkeep what price? Uh, I don't have to do anything, man. It just grows. Uh, yeah, I just wash. I just wash it. Like it's, it's like it's pretty out of hand these days. So it yeah. just keeps going. Is it? Wow! Wow, that is, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's all the way the to the ground these yeah. days. So, yeah, the ninth wonder of the world. Yeah. 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 I so even, uh, I think even from Monkey from Corn's got that shit growing down too. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's been about uh, man over 30 years since the last real haircut i guess i was gonna so. say does even like mike borden from uh mike puffy borden does he, is he still rocking the uh from uh, uh yeah as far as i know yeah i think okay, he yeah. might trim some stuff but he's still yeah. got him last right, time yeah. i saw him so right. yeah <laughs> i mean it's something you wouldn't get rid of right is it, it i at some point i'll probably maybe cut yeah. it but uh you know i haven't had the desire yet no, so we'll see no. put, put it off to the last possible. <laughs> it's definitely a safety hazard though these yeah. days <laughs> yeah now i know now uh a couple more questions for you how did um? What's your new favorite like go-to band out there that really just you know makes you want to rock out? You know, new uh, you know. There's this band from England called High Viz, uh, Vis, dude. They're like, they're they they're they're like hardcore adjacent. You know, like they're they're okay. connected to that scene, but they sound almost more like just like I don't know, like 
new wave but with like a ton of like power it's it, yeah. it's it's weird it's like runner. yeah it's killer man hi uh their first record blew me away uh their new one i really like as well but the first one's amazing they're touring the states for kind of the first time right now and of course they're coming to st louis and i'll be at, at new england metal fest oh um, yeah typical right murphy's yeah. law right right yeah, yeah. so uh but I, that's a killer band to check out because i haven't you know there hasn't been a whole lot of newer bands that have kind of yeah. caught my attention lately and that was one that uh, just blew me away <laughs> yeah so they, yeah. Killer band. uh there's a band from st louis called the gorge who's been pretty killer as well uh sort of proggy metal like like uh, a little bit of a mastodon ish like yeah, vibe yeah. but very different oh. but like just that approach of like taking metal-ish sounds but making them like just way weirder you know <laughs> yeah, right. yeah obviously so, as you know i mean if i love tool i gotta love prog so uh yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so, i just have to check yeah. them out then i mean yep so, there's a band out of um i don't know if you've heard of them i they don't, I mean, i'm kind of like they didn't put new material in a long time there's a band i think they got an island called carnival you ever heard of them I no i don't think i've heard of them so i'll have to check it out yeah dude they, i mean that was the closest thing to like listening to tool before waiting for Fair knock them to come out. So if you, yeah. you, they're definitely worth checking out. They have the lead singer is really good. He got really good voice. Kind of like uh, he, he kind of sounds like Maynard sometimes. But we'll I'll never check it out. Man. But yeah, check him out. It's called yeah. Carnival. K A R I N B O O L something like that. So you'll come. Oh, right you know, I think first. I've seen that name and was kind of like, huh. So I'll have to check it out. Cool. Yeah, yeah they're not like, like I said. They, I haven't put new music on a long time, but definitely something worth checking out. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, man. It's, I mean, this is uh, so New England Metal Fest. Uh, we're planning to be there. We'll see you there. Um, now, is there anything like, you know, you, like you said, you your parents, you from being from Massachusetts, out in Cape Cod, you you know, you, we talked about your kids, your your what? Now, what do you do like on a normal basis when you're not recording and touring? Like, what is your like your go? Yeah, do you, um, I'm, wor I'm working. Uh, yeah, I'm working for uh, Alvarez Guitars. Uh, oh, oh and, well, it's it's this company, St. Louis Music, where we own Alvarez Guitars, we own Dixon Drums, and a few other like band and orchestra instrument companies. So yeah, just still kind of working within music at least a little bit. But uh, just working for some uh, some companies that make some really good stuff, and you yeah, know, just a great name, yeah. Yeah, it's been cool. Um, so yeah, that's that's really the full time gig, and then uh, and then playing show. I got a band out here called Hell Night. That's way more like yeah. I don't know. Like we're really down tuned punk rock stuff. That's like right. I don't. It's it's pretty it's pretty weird, <laughs> but right, I, it's, yeah. it's nasty. The guitar <laughs> sound is is crazy. Like uh, I. I, our guitar player is the most original guitar sound I've ever heard. It's, how uh, far is he, been, yeah. How far is he detuning? Like, what are we talking? Uh, I, there's a lot. Like, we're in B at times, but he also wow. does this octave pedal thing where it's oh, like okay, even sure. makes it sound sludgier. Nice. And uh, but it's not. It's it's like we're we're heavy, but the riffs are almost like if Joe Jackson was played on a downtuned oh. guitar by yeah. like <laughs> by like you know Black Flag. You know, yeah, so right. his, check, his, it his yeah. check it out. Yeah, his riffs are very like you know like some deep purple vibe or like even like right. climax blues band stuff oh, it's nice. just but we play them like yeah like, I love it. like like where it sounds like a, a shark bite yeah so. <laughs> the ultimate mashup yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. so now, was there any, yeah would, it's been fun yeah would there be would there, out of curiosity would there be any like one particular artist or band you'd like to like feature on work with to make an album or make a song i should say a single Oh man, I can't even. Imagine. There, there's so many. Uh, it would probably be from out of the metal world to do something yeah. just different, you know. Like, uh, I'd love to work with like, you know, Dream would be like working from someone like Trey from Fish or something like that. But uh, oh, okay. Awesome. Or doing some like cool reggae dub stuff with some people, you know. So, yeah. but who yeah. knows? That's tough, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like you pick so many, and it's like, how do you yeah, yeah, it'll be 
But yeah. so yeah, so hey Trey, if you're out there, just you know, give me a call. <laughs> he will. Jay, call him. Now you mentioned <laughs> reggae. Now I, I'm a huge uh, Sublime fan. What's your thoughts on Sublime? I uh, you know I dug Sublime when it first came out. It was cool to hear, uh, you know, just someone mashing up some punk, some reggae, and some yeah. just different vibes. Incredible songwriter and musician. Oh wow! Um, yeah. yeah, so yeah, definitely dug those dudes. Oh, that's good. I mean, I, 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 you can you, not, you don't just listen to metal. If you're a metalhead, like I'm a huge metalhead. Like, I yeah, I grew up a metalhead. I grew up listening to tons of heavy music, but I've always listened to everything. You know, I, yeah. I, I've, I, my iPod is like schizophrenic as shit. You know, like or my <laughs> iTunes or whatever. Spot yeah. I put on Spotify and just hit like shuffle on my liked songs, and it's just right. it's just bizarre. Yeah. You know, yeah. is there any like so, uh, hip hop or rap? Oh, artists I, dude, I, I love I, I love I'm a, I have a real wheelhouse of like ninety two to ninety five hip hop. Yeah. Yes, yeah, like, fine. Yeah, like dude, like Nazilmatic, yeah. you know, Wu Tang's first record, like Tribe you know, Quest, yeah. Tribe Called Quest, Midnight yeah. Marauders, you oh. know, and Low End Theory and yeah. stuff, you know. Uh, it was a golden era. All the all the hieroglyphic stuff, like I don't know, if Souls of Mischief, Del the Funky Homo Sapien, right, yeah. all that stuff from that era, dude, love it all. I still listen to yeah. some newer stuff. I've been listening to some, uh, some. There's uh, there's this live funk band called El Michael's Affair. They they like it's a rotating members. They just did an album with Black Thought from uh from the Roots. That's amazing. Nice. So um. Yeah, uh, and a few of my friends own a uh, uh, an underground uh, hip hop label, so he'll send me some stuff every now and then too, you know. So, yeah. so yeah, yeah. I, I, but I, I'll always like that'll be my my wheelhouse for for hip hop. Yeah. Is that like yeah. you know ninety four, ninety five, uh, which was also coincided with like my you know probably sophomore year in college. Yeah, so yeah. just, just be you, those baby. beats. Those, yeah, exactly. Like just driving around, be you. Like my yeah. friends, Pathfinder, just banging like <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like Gangstar, hard to earn or some shit. With, you know, with, like, your, timbal- <laughs> with your Timbalands on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Totally. So, so, you, so what you're saying is you're a huge New Kids on the Block fan. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. Hey, hey, East Coast. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I had to. I was like That's New England, Boston, Dorchester. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was more about you know Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch than the yeah, than, uh, well, the yeah, yeah. It's funny because I mean you hear the stories of how like when Mark Wahlberg was in that doing his shit and he, all the trouble they got into and when yep. he was movie star, all that shit was okay. His records finally clean. All the yeah. records clean. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? yep. you hear those stories because being around here, people yeah. talk about it. People that know people that I knew this guy, Steve, who, you know, he's been died, died a long time ago. after peace, Steve, but he grew up with Mark and, and Donnie. And he said, all oh, these guys were, you know, he was probably be 57 now, 59, but he yeah. said, oh, he goes, they were fucking terrible. He goes, they were running yeah. so much trouble. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's <laughs> great. Yeah, That's like great. those stories I like, I like to hear, like the old shit. But you hit a nail on the head when you, when you mentioned the 92 to like 96, 95 yeah. rap era. That was when rap Dude, was rap for yeah. me, man. Oh, it was the best. So I don't, yeah. don't have much to listen to rap anymore because it's just trash now in my mind. Like yeah, lot, most of the like, stuff you hear, that like a lot of the mainstream stuff, just doesn't really connect with me. But there's there's definitely still some good stuff out there. You just got to dig, you know, a little deeper. Yeah. But back then, like the stuff that you were hearing everywhere was still such good quality. So well, they, yeah, they were sampling. They would like make sampling an art form back then. They'd create yeah. and find like the obscure jazz records and mix that in. Yeah, it was totally we for that. Yeah, because you had people like Dr. Dre that was yeah. more so producing and making sampling. Then all of a sudden, you thought let's rap too. But you know, yeah. the people like that yep. pioneered that and even before his time, but yeah, yeah I'm glad you brought that up. Cause that was uh definitely only rap I listened to really, if it's like old school, like even Tupac's Biggie was still, you know, 
icon yep. at the time. So, yeah. But man, uh, well, I figured it was a good time to wrap it up here. But yeah, I feel like, want to thank you again, Brian. I really appreciate this for joining the Scrap Metal uh, podcast. And uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks, hopefully. At- Indeed, man. Thanks for having me, dude. Uh, New England Metal Fest can be awesome. New yeah, Shadows Fall music it. coming. Yeah. Uh, and check us, you know, come hit up the Shadows Fall Instagram, has all the stuff. I'm, t- I'm taking over because those guys are all slackers. So I'm, I'm <laughs> posting some stuff. So no, uh, fine. do yeah, it, man. We'll keep it fresh. Yeah, so. we'll see you. We'll see you in a few weeks, my man. Appreciate Indeed, it. man. We'll see you then. Indeed. Thank you, bro. Take care, Thanks, guys. Rock on. Take care. See ya. Bye, bye.